Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Real Live Talk. I'm Duke Lamastra. I'm your host. I'm so pumped that you're here to check out today's episode. If the conversation blesses you, challenges you, inspires you, makes you think, or anything like that, if you would consider subscribing, sharing, or leaving a review, that would be amazing, particularly if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or even on Spotify now where they allow you to leave some kind of a review or at least a star rating. That will help uh, me tremendously. So thank you so much for your consideration on that. My guest for this episode is Tim Anderson, who is a longtime friend of mine, who is a songwriter and musician, co-host of the Holy Ghost Notes podcast alongside uh, Matthew Greiner of August Burns Red, which is a band if you don't know. Uh, It's essentially a podcast about faith and drums and I think it's wonderful. Uh, Tim is also an account manager at Three Summers Creative, which is an integrated marketing agency and creative services company. He's a husband and father of two and loves Jesus. And uh, I just felt like this conversation was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. Tim and I really just kind of caught up and it was our first time talking in person in a very long time. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I think you'll enjoy it as well. We talk about music. We talk about his musical sort of process. We talk about fatherhood and parenthood and uh, all kinds of stuff in this episode. So again, I'm pumped that you're here. Thanks for taking the time. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, without further ado, here's the conversation I had earlier today with Tim Anderson. Uh, where do you go to church? Um, so... <laughs> It's uh, it's the, an interesting story. The, the I, so Buddhist I, I, temple. I, you know, I go to, to a, Buddhist I go temple. to a church in Somerville, New Jersey, um, about 15 minutes from my house. It's actually a church plant called One Church, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the furthest thing from what I wanted. Uh, as far as, like, I, I was just looking for like that mega church place where I could, you know, show up on a Sunday morning, blend in, um, not have any responsibilities. <laughs> a little bit. No one know my name. Yeah. Uh, and then here we are. My wife is like leading the outreach committee. Uh, I lead worship on a regular or fairly regular basis. Friends with the pastor. Wow. (laughs) Wow. So not at all what I wanted, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, God's been, been doing some cool stuff there. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, listen, man, uh, just before we get too far ahead of ourselves, I do just want to say welcome to the podcast, brother. Uh, This is Tim Anderson, everybody. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in, watching, listening, however you're checking out this podcast. Appreciate you guys for being here. And uh, Tim, thank you, man. It's uh, I've actually been looking forward to this for a while since we set it up. And uh, yeah, it's cool. Thanks for doing this. Long time coming, I think. (laughs) Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because I feel like we've been somewhat loosely connected for many many years mm-hmm. but like this is going to be our longest conversation by far yeah. probably that we've Most ever had likely. yeah yeah and uh you know we've got some a lot of similar connections and we've obviously met in person as well a number of years mm-hmm. ago uh, most of our interaction i think has been through social media and stuff like that but yeah. i do want to just point out um because i i feel like you've um you've been the kind of um friend who you've always kind of i feel i feel this from you anyway that um on on multiple occasions that i could point to it seems like you've gone out of your way to be encouraging to me on maybe a project i was working on or something like that or we you know reached out to each other on social media and just said hey like i've got this going on and you've always been like super encouraging and super supportive and um, i really appreciate awesome. that i've tried to do that with you as well like when i see a song come out or something like <laughs> yeah, that I, I i hope i have but <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's it's funny how uh, i was just talking um with someone about this the other day it's funny how social media can kind of um like taint your view 
in in different directions. Like I feel like I know you way better than I actually probably do, even mm. though we had that like, you know, we've talked. But I mean, at this point, it's probably been like 10 years since we talked in person mm. together. Um, but, you know, the communication that goes on through social media, even though it's not that in-person face-to-face interaction, it's still kind of holds that value like to the point where I do feel like I'm like like you said like kind of connected and uh so yeah the feeling is definitely mutual there man yeah awesome man uh well can I ask you something uh kind of kind of personal let me just kind of start this off because (laughs) a minute ago we were we were talking and you were you know talking about the the church that you go to and you 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 mentioned that you um you were kind of looking for something on the mega church end or, you know, a larger church where you could kind of, as you said, blend in and kind of not really have any major responsibilities. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> would, would you, would you tell, would you say, do you know why that was, do you know, like what your thought process was like, why that's the kind of thing that you were looking for? Yeah. Uh, I know I just have to figure out how to, how to, um, not make it a novel. <laughs> um, so I, I grew up in church um, which I'm sure you knew. Um, so I've always gone to church from as, as long as I can remember, you know, um, said, said the prayer when I was like four or five, <laughs> you know, like just, uh, just kind of lived yeah, that, same. you know, yeah. Christian household life. Um, and the other thing that I can remember for as long as I can remember is bad church experiences, just mm. like this happened and this church split and these people don't talk to these people anymore or um like church politics like and i've been to so many different churches and um just had like bad experiences over and over and over and over again um and some great experiences i don't want to totally trash on the church like there's i have some uh lifelong friends um from every single church experience in addition to the poor experiences um but uh yeah just like like lots of bad experiences um and i mean it's really it's just people in general like you know when you're when you're communicating with people and and you have relationships with humans we're all uh imperfect and and that's kind of bound to happen but it just seemed like at least for me uh that it always coincided with church and and so um my wife and i had our uh now 5 year old and he, um, well, to this day, he's still very clingy, very needy, uh, very hard to drop off at daycare <laughs> and school. And uh, okay. it's just his personality. Um, but yeah. because of that, he was very difficult to bring to church, um, mm. you know. And and so we just we just got out of the habit uh, of, of going to church. And then um, I won't go into detail, but with everything, with the the um, the social landscape of 2019 2020 2021 just put like a bad taste in my mouth for how the church was approaching certain things and um yeah like it just kind of uh it just kind of pushed me away even further there was really no incentive for me to go back um to church and um and then my wife and I were talking and it was like well you know we want the kids to to be in Sunday school like we uh admittedly are not very good at like going through Bible stories and talking about it all the time. We both work full time. When we see our kids, we spend as much time having fun. It's not usually 
here's the story of Jesus. Here's the, right. <laughs> it just, I mean, just honestly, that's, <laughs> we, we hang out with them yeah. and we go to bed. Um, and we, we just were like, we really need this. We need church in our lives um, for uh, at least for the kids. And so, so my idea was like you said, like this mega church, or at least just a church big enough to where we could walk in the front door. There's a great, excellent kids program, check our kids in, you know, attend a service that has nice music and a nice word that makes me feel good. And then <laughs> right. I walk out and I don't have to build relationships with anybody. I've got my <laughs> friends. I'll just leave and, and go home. And so, um, so that's Man. obviously what I, what I wanted. It sounded nice. Um, it was pretty superficial, you know, and I probably, even if you told me like, dude, like that's not, that's not real. That that's just a superficial thing. You're just playing church. And I probably would have mm -hmm. been like, yeah, you're right. But like, but that's yeah, I what know. I want right now. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, and uh, but no, that's not what ended up happening. Um, we are uh, very involved in a church plant, um, which is the complete opposite spectrum. Um, yeah, man. Because church plants require a lot of commitment and a lot of relationships and a lot of teamwork. And, Messy. Um, Messiness, man. And it yeah. can go south very quickly. So mm -hmm. I do. I still have my guard up, you know, um, and it's it's kind of a guard that I put up just around Christians in general, not necessarily just mm. church. Like, it's just, you know, um, I've been hurt, man. Um, and yeah. uh, it's it's not something that I'm proud of. It's not something that like I'm like, oh, yeah, this you know, this is a good thing. I I, I realize that I you know, I have this guard up and <laughs> it probably prohibits growth and, and yeah. trust. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's where I'm at. <laughs> so no, man, what you're saying, what you're saying is really, really real, you know, and, um, it's unfortunate because there, there's a lot of people that have a similar kind of thing that you have, um, those, those kind of, you know, negative experiences and things like that, that uh, do cause you to put up those walls or keep your distance or not be sure. Can I really, you know, trust this person? Do I, you know, how much do I really want to get involved? Because ideally what we would do is we would find a, a church family that's a real community and we would get involved and we would put our whole heart into it. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and it'd be a place that we can really grow and we can build relationships and connection and all that. But yeah. at, at the end of the day, it's all people, right? And and it's all people with issues of their own and problems. And sometimes we treat each other poorly. And um, fortunately, sometimes that stuff gets, you know, it goes beyond just the normalcy of being a normal person where you make mistakes yeah. to, you know, sometimes those things can unfortunately even get to the point where it's more malicious or um, yeah. just um, maybe not even. Yeah, well, sometimes it's intentional for sure. But even if it's not intentional, sometimes it could just be negligent, but in a way that's, right. you know, that really does create wounds. And um, what I appreciate about you and what you just shared is uh, just your willingness to allow the Lord to move you, even if even if you kicked against it a little bit or you had your own ideas and it took some time, but that you were willing to ultimately allow the Lord to bring you to the place where you are now, even though it wasn't what you had in mind. You had your own thoughts and, and ideas in mind, but um, I would imagine that you're where you are because there was some kind of a sense there or something that God was doing something yeah. or that you wanted to be a part of it. Or is that accurate or that is accurate? Well, so um, my wife was probably even more so done with church. Um, in fact, I think we kind of like mutually decided like 
we don't need to go to church again. Like we're done. Um, mm. And and it's so so here. Let me let me clarify something real quick. When I'm talking, mm-hmm. when I'm saying church and just throwing out that word, I'm referring to a church body, a specific right. building, congregation. Um, we had never intended to leave the church, meaning like the the body of Christ, Christianity, like that wasn't our intention. But we were able to find, you know, small pockets of people and we had relationships and friendships that we were, you know, pretty much um, replicating the early church, getting together for dinner. I was still having conversations talking about God. I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit. I have a podcast that's been tremendous for me as far as my spiritual growth and just keeping that um that conversation and um you know so there were little pockets that could be considered church but we had kind of just given up on like actually being a part of a congregation again um so so my wife was even more against it than i was um and uh and she was the one that was like let's try this church out let's go like um they were having like their vision nights and she wanted to be a part of it and wanted to see what was going on. And so it was really, um, I guess, as most men can can attest, it was really my wife that <laughs> got me to do it. Um, her, her influence over me is is uh, is very powerful. So, um, no, but we, we talked about it and, you know, it was a mutual decision to, to start going back to church. But she definitely inspired that that change in me or the willingness, mm. I guess, to give it a shot. So, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Well, man, let's talk. Let's talk about the. Uh, we've got a bunch of things that that I that I've got in my mind that I want to talk to you about. Um, yeah. Let's let's talk about let's talk a little bit about the podcast because I I think I think it's awesome. And uh, well, by the way, I always get really excited when my guest brings their own microphone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I know I I can't I don't expect most people to to have a setup particularly yeah. like the setup that you have or even any kind of setup uh, so i don't uh, it's not <laughs> it's it's not a realistic <laughs> expectation sure. but when it happens it's awesome and i'm i'm excited because i know we're gonna get we're gonna have a good sound here yeah but anyway uh yeah man so um yeah I, so your podcast is um holy ghost notes mm-hmm. is it holy ghost notes podcast or holy ghost notes or how does uh, what's the either official or. title uh, I think I think like officially like on the iTunes back end or whatever it's like the Holy Ghost Notes podcast um but most people just refer to it as Holy Ghost Notes. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's basically drums and Jesus, right? Yeah. Is that a pretty decent That's, way to way to sum it up? That's accurate. And it's awesome. <laughs> and you have the most adorable um art podcast art I think I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like this little ghost with the X's on the eyes, so you know that it's like you know, but like it's like this little ghost, ghost with a halo, so so it's a holy ghost with little <laughs> drumsticks in his hands. It's it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, for for those of you listening that don't know drums, um, ghost notes are a type of uh, it's a type of accent that you can play with your mm-hmm. stick. Um, so uh, so it was kind of a play on because, yeah. you know, the focus is faith and and drums, you know, Holy Ghost and Ghost Notes. We just kind of combine the two Holy Ghost Notes and kind of hit both sides of it. So, yeah, love it. Um, do you do the uh, your own like editing and producing and stuff or do you have someone that does that? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's it's a lot of work. <laughs> um, I've I've kind of got it down to a science now. Um, I use a program called uh, Pro Tools. And, um, so I just get all of our 
our audio files in there and I have a templated mix at this point. So there's not a whole lot of mixing going on. And, um, you know, one of our goals setting out to start the podcast was authenticity. That was like our real, um, what we were shooting for was just to be authentic and, and real. Um, so I think I've only edited maybe two or three episodes like, and by editing, I mean like actually like cut anything out. Um, gotcha. otherwise it's like we hit record we stop recording and you get what you get. Like <laughs> that's, you know, you hear everything that was said um, verbatim. There's no finagling or, yeah. or anything. So it's pretty, uh, that, that helps me a little bit with the time that it takes to edit at the end of the day. So, yeah, man, that, that was about 50% of the reason why I decided to uh, do um, the majority anyway, sometimes I don't like this podcast is not being recorded live. Um, we're, we're recording this one, but the majority of the podcasts that I do, I do them as live streams. And that was about 50% in my mind of the reason it was. Yeah, I just want the simplicity of saying, like, I don't have to do any editing. And, you know, it was kind of like you said, it's kind of like the honesty of that, yeah. of just saying, like, this is going to come out and it's going to be the the product of what it was. Unfortunately, I have had to do a little bit of editing here and there because of like audio glitches and things like that, that I just sure. prefer if I can on the audio side to take those things out. But um, but yeah, man, for the most part, like um, like I had, you know, I, I keep things pretty. Uh, I mean, everything, all the conversations I've had have been one way or another. Well, I should say almost all of them <laughs> have been pretty yeah. uh, Christ centered. Um, yeah, but I mean, sure. I, I have I, I had recently somebody was on and like dropped the F-bomb <laughs> like <laughs> yes. toward the end of the episode. And uh, that's all that's happened a handful of times. And I'm just like, yeah, we'll just leave that in. Yeah, um, you it's know, no, no big deal. And uh, yeah, so it's just it's just one of those things I like to um, I, I, I like to do that as well. But a big part of it is just because I don't want to have the headache of like having to do crazy much. I do this twice a week. So mm. it's like, yeah, it's a lot. I try to do as little editing as possible yeah you know? yeah yeah that would get uh that would get monstrous i think our um our frequency is like every other week so like twice a month for us which is uh manageable mm -hmm. i would say anything more than that would probably be pushing it <laughs> for me yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you guys have a pretty cool uh setup you do like multi multi-camera kind of kind of a setup and uh you know i i always um i listen on spotify so i don't have the video there but um yeah do you guys still put them up on like youtube and other places yeah we've we've been a little bit behind um so everything that we do at this point is is funded by our uh patreon community um oh that's awesome and you. you know i guess to be transparent patreon was not taxed the first year that we had it uh, there was no taxes on it. We didn't hit the threshold or whatever. And then mm -hmm. the next year, um, I collected and spent based on the idea that we weren't going to have to pay taxes, only to find out at the end of the year that we owed taxes. So I've been like making up like the surplus, I guess, of this year. I've Let's been see. putting back into paying back certain things that I had to take out for the tax stuff. So yeah. <laughs> we're a little behind on our edits because I do hire someone else to to edit them for me. Um but uh but yeah we we uh we try to keep it simple these days we were we had like the gopro set up for a while um but it was just so much work like we're just lazy we we, <laughs> we were trying to get files <laughs> on the gopro and then upload that to dropbox and all this stuff and we we're like well we could just like set up our iphones and just record on our iphones and then just throw it right up to dropbox or whatever and that makes it really easy so we've just now we just 
set an iPhone up and that's about it. I send the audio file yeah. to the editor and they put it together and get it up on YouTube for me. So, yeah, man, good deal. What's been just overall, like your favorite thing about doing the podcast? Oh man, there's a, there's a few things. I, so I, I mentioned this earlier, but I think definitely just the, like, so there's some accountability and, and growth that happens because it's like, like our format is kind of like Bible study esque. We're not necessarily studying a passage or anything, but the conversation um, that we have is like the iron sharpens iron type conversation. So it's been really good for me. And it was really good for me in those couple years where I didn't really have a church home, didn't have a church family, um, because I was still having those conversations fairly consistently. Um, so that's been huge for me. Um, it also like forces me to like do some research on these topics, you know, um, like I need to yeah. at least know what I'm saying to an extent, <laughs> um, you know, and uh, and so that's been good, good accountability. I think probably the, the single handed best thing about this podcast or what's come out of it is actually the community that has kind of been built underneath the podcast. Um mm. And it's just people that are supporting it. Um, and, but they've been doing like, they do like, like live chats, like Zoom call, basically. Uh, they do like Zoom calls with everybody every single week. They've been doing this for like two years now. Um, mm. And so they've just built this, this group of friends. Um, and really, I mean, I would consider it a family at this point. Like they've been on with each other every week for two years. Um, there's two couples that are now getting married that met in this group. Really? Um, like That's insane, cool. Mind blowing to me. Um, so yeah, two couples are engaged. They've met purely just because of the podcast. Um, and for me, that's like, that just goes beyond like, like Matt and I are just having conversations and hitting record and posting it for people to hear. Um, that's really easy for anyone to do if they want to. Um, yeah. But, but what I'm seeing is just like really good people getting together and making this bigger than I could ever make it. So that's my favorite part. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like my, my, my favorite thing, um, <clears throat> for sure has just, has been connecting with people, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know, man, I, I used to do a podcast where it was me by myself and I did it once a week and they were kind of on the shorter end. So it was a little bit easier. Yeah. I remember and, that. Um, Listen to those. But yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, man. But yeah, and I, and I and and it was fun, and I still like doing that. Every every once in a while, I think I've done it twice um, so far. Every once in a while, I'll do one of these just by myself. Mm -hmm. um, but usually, that's because a guest dropped off or something, or <laughs> like I think I might have one of those coming up because I I'm not going to try to schedule somebody on the Fourth of July and right. like that's a Monday and I do these on Mondays, okay, and uh, Thursday. But anyway, that's 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 not important. Um, the but yeah man just connecting with people and like um it, it's it's been a really cool just avenue for like reaching out to like somebody like you um who i who i know but maybe we haven't been super connected in recent years or somebody yeah. that i don't even know at all and just being able to kind of like build a new relationship and say mm -hmm. hey like would you be interested in having this conversation it's kind of like it it, it kind of serves as a as an almost like an icebreaker in a, yeah. a, a lot of, in a lot of situations, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's Just a good like excuse. for reaching out and reconnecting with people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Instead of that. like, Hey Tim, you want to be my friend? <laughs> you know what I mean? 
like hey, give me your digits we'll get on a call it's uh, this is a little bit yeah. less uh intrusive yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so but anyway man but but yeah so that's um that's super cool well i'm i'm uh i'm stoked for you guys uh, i know you you have a uh, pretty awesome uh, following there with the podcast and it's super fun to listen to and uh, and I enjoy it and uh, I'm not a drummer if I was a drummer I'd probably enjoy it even more but uh, yeah. but I just enjoy listening to you guys talk and um, and obviously like I'm a I'm a pretty big fan I have been oh, since you. very early on of um, you know of what you guys do plus i'm a fan yeah. of uh of august burns red so it's like yeah listen to that tells you know talk a little bit about sometimes there's some stories fused in there and, yeah, yeah and things like that so yeah, it's fun for sure that's awesome man yeah 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 it's been a fun um, podcast yeah man um and uh you're you're in new jersey right are you mm -hmm. you're in um where are you in new jersey i'm in uh central jersey which which some people okay would swear does not exist but it does in fact um i'm about 20 minutes <laughs> north of princeton if that's any indication yeah. i don't know if that's usually the the, the yeah uh, city yeah that's where i'm that's where i'm from okay. that's where i'm there from. you go yeah yeah yeah, yeah so i yeah, know right in hillsborough hillsborough nj <laughs> i grew up in hillsborough no actually. way really yeah. i lived there I the first 17 18 years of my life wow that's wild i've been how's here it for doing a while, man too. It's it's growing a lot, man. There's a lot of uh, yeah. new development, and uh, you know the bypass that they've been talking about for like 20 years. That's finally done. <laughs> Crazy. Um, so so traffic on uh, 206. It's now the business district of 206, and it's, it's much uh, much lighter than it used to be. Um, Did it yeah, make a big of, difference? I think so. Just in um, like now, I can actually make a left out of shopping centers. <laughs> like okay. it was never a possibility you make a right and you go around and find back roads to get to where you want to go um so now i can actually make a left on 206 that's pretty cool um other than that not really uh i was really hoping like originally i think they were supposed to take it almost all the way to princeton like through montgomery and uh and that didn't happen so i can get to montgomery fairly quickly um but uh but princeton's still like just a little bit of a hike and uh so i wish that they took it a little further but yeah it is what it is <laughs> yeah man no i miss I, I miss jersey man uh let's see when was the last time i was up there and i i guess it was like the tail end of 2019 so not too long ago okay. um and uh but anyway but but uh i miss man I, I love jersey are you from there originally yeah yeah born and raised <laughs> um hillsborough i moved to hillsborough in 2005 so before that i was across the canal um in uh, north brunswick and that's where i spent most of my okay. childhood so yeah okay good deal so all this area this general area yeah that's awesome um well as far as um your music goes your songwriting and stuff like that would you say that um I don't know what is it what is it to you these days um as far as like even okay we can talk about playing drums and you play the guitar and you sing and you write songs and all that stuff yeah. as well um as music these days to you i would imagine just being an adult and having a wife and kids and a career and uh <laughs> you know all the stuff that yeah. you do i would imagine you probably don't have as much time to dedicate to yeah. music as maybe you once did not so and much. If you do. You got to tell me your secret. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, what what would you say as far as is it more of a personal thing to you these days than maybe it used to be? Is it something that you do to um, relax or to you know express yourself? Or what would you just say that that music and songwriting is to you personally these days? Yeah, that's a good question, man. Um, I think it's uh, I think it's a number of things for me. Um, and I, I've talked about this on on my podcast many times. But for for me, like I am not my best self if i don't have music somewhere in my life <laughs> so okay. it has to be there i have to be doing it in some way um and it's usually only like you know once a week or something if that um where i actually pick up the guitar or get on the kit or you know something um so it's uh that's that's been tough you know, um, sometimes my wife will be like, you should probably go play drums for a little bit. Like you're not gotcha. quite yourself. Um, so it's yeah. definitely like that part of me. Um, but it's definitely a way for me to express myself, um, primarily in songwriting. Um, I find, I find songwriting as a way to, um, speak in a way that I don't know how to speak. So it's like, I don't know how to express myself or I'm not, I'm not someone to complain. I'm not someone to like vent to my wife about things. So I, I, I just build a lot of stuff up, you know, like it's not natural mm. for me to want to put my problems on anyone else or to talk through them. And that's a really healthy thing to do. I'm just not good at it. Um, so music <laughs> at times will, uh, will kind of take that place for me. Like I'll be able to sit down with a guitar and express myself in a way that I wouldn't normally and sometimes it's not even the lyrics like i've written a lot of songs that the lyrics have nothing to do with what i'm feeling or what i'm thinking um maybe I've, it's an experience that i've never even had i'm just writing something well wow. um but sometimes it's just the melody or the feel of the song that like lets me or enables me to like express myself or just get it out in a way um and then drumming contrary to what you might think is not a way of getting out aggression but rather a way of challenging myself um, it is something that I, um, I have a lot of positive affirmation around in that, that people regularly tell me how good I am at drums. But when I sit down on the kit and try to play something, I realize how inadequate I am and how much I still have to learn. It's like a constant reminder of like, this mm -hmm. requires practice and time and devotion, um, and so that's what I love about it. Like I will never, I will never be able to master this instrument because there's always going to be something mm. new and something, something more to learn. Um, so I just, it's, uh, I love the challenge of it. Um, and it's also a great workout. I feel great when I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> so man. There's definitely some mental and physical benefits to it as well. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. How long have you been playing drums? Uh, as long as I can remember, I, I got my first, uh, like, toddler drum kit when i was six um and then um when i was 10 or 11 i expressed some like serious interest and my parents told me they got me um a uh, a drum pad and a pair of sticks and they said if i practiced every day for a half an hour for a year then they would buy me a drum kit so i did that mm, and uh they got awesome. me uh my first real kit i think when i was 12 and uh never looked back i took like a like a short break to like learn guitar and start like honing my songwriting and i was in a 
a couple bands as like a frontman rhythm guitarist. Um, but drums has always been like my my true passion, like where my heart really lies. Yeah. yeah so this was actually one of my questions, and I wasn't sure if I was going to ask because it in my mind I wasn't sure if it was a stupid question or not. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to ask you, like, do you consider yourself? Are you a drummer first, or are you a singer songwriter first, or like how do you kind mm -hmm. of view yourself? Are you a drummer? who sings and plays guitar and writes songs or, and maybe that is, is that a stupid question? No, it's not a stupid like, question. That's that... a really good question. Um, I, don't I have a reason really... for asking you that by the way. Yeah, so I don't really know anymore to be honest. I think probably if I were to just answer without thinking about it, it'd be drummer first, 100%. Um, mm. But I think um, I've been able to analyze my drumming um, and the podcast has helped me do this kind of like take a step back and, and see the full picture. The, the drumming that I prefer to play is always supportive of a song. It's not okay. like, I don't consider myself a soloist. I couldn't get up on a stage and play a drum solo and have people like wowed. Like it's, that's not the person I am. I would much rather sit behind a band and play whatever is going to make that song better support that, you know, that song. Um, mm -hmm. and that's so, so in a way it's like through drumming i consider myself a a songwriter mm -hmm. and i need the guitar and i need the singing and the the lyrical ability to support my drumming because it, you know i just love music production as a whole yeah. i've been in music production for a long time um and uh even apprentice at a studio for a short time and um so music production is what i love like every single aspect um, you know, from, from writing the song to recording the song, even just like setting up microphones on instruments to tracking it, to mixing it, to getting it out there. Like it's all, the whole process is fun for me. Oh, that's um, awesome. But, but yeah, if I were to boil it down, drummer first, for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, cause, cause yeah, that kind of, that kind of leads into something else that I was curious about. So like, do you, uh, I'm wondering I'm not sure how to word it. I'm, I'm wondering how being a drummer um, affects the way that you write songs. So, or like, does it have an effect? Like, do you think that you write differently? And you probably, I mean, you've always been a drummer, so I don't even know if you would know because you don't really know an alternative. Yeah, right. But like, is there something like, do you feel like you write songs differently because you're a drummer than you would if you were not? Like, is there something going on in your mind where you're kind of, um, you know, you said you like to, your your sort of passion area is to you know play drums in a way that supports something so is that yeah. is that in your mind like as you're writing music um well so whenever i have a have an idea for a song i can i can say that there's always a drum part that is there with it that's drumming is not a an afterthought by any means it's it's always mm -hmm. if i have a melody idea there it's not just an idea for a melody. There's a chord progression behind it um, or a guitar part. There's a drum part. Like it's all there when I have mm. that idea. Um, so I think I, had I been more of a drummer that would like to uh, show off is a bad way to put it. But if I were, if I were a more showy drummer and it wasn't as much about supporting the song, I think um, that, I would probably be writing certain parts in songs to kind of showcase the drums a little bit more. Yeah. That's definitely not the case for me. Um, though I will say like, if I write a song and 
if I, if I were to bring a song to the table, just an acoustic and vocals and some other drummer were to come play, I would probably be able to say like, no, that's wrong. That's not how I want to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not how I want to <laughs> okay. play. I don't know if that answers your question so much, but it's, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a, like music's always been like a, like a full picture for me. It's not like one part versus another part. It's just, I kind of see the whole thing all at once. Yeah, no, I love that. You answered that great. Uh, I'm just, I'm fascinated by, by uh, these kind of more, I don't know, nerdy conversations of like <laughs> getting into the the mind of a musician. I, I just, yeah. I love, I love these, uh, I love these conversations. Um, so like how much time do you think these days you get to actually spend playing drums? Oh man. Um, well, I hate to say it, but since the beginning of 2022 and it's now June, um, I've been on the kit twice. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Um, the reason is not so much that I don't have like the time later on in the day, but like once the kids are back from daycare and work ends, yeah, life begins. You clean the house, you cook dinner, you hang out with your family, you go to sure. bed, you know. Um, and so I, I, I do get on the guitar fairly often. I'll play, I'll play music. I'll, you know, sit down and record an idea, uh, write a song. Um, and I've written a few songs um, this year, or at least parts to songs. Um, but, get, you know, the drum kit's loud, you know, at a certain point. I, I live in a townhouse right. strip. I'm like, you know, I have someone on my left, someone on my right. And uh, and so I can't start playing on the kit at 9 p.m. It's just, you know, it's not possible with the kids asleep, especially, you know. So, um, so yeah, the drum kit doesn't get as much love. It's definitely a goal of mine. Um, but <laughs> yeah, lately it hasn't been. Yeah. So, uh, so that, that leads into, um, kind of a broader, um, you know, question here, just in general with being an adult, first of all, um, I ask this question to people sometimes, do you, <laughs> do you feel like a grown up, or do you still feel like a, cause, cause for me, the reason I ask is cause I don't, and I don't know at what point yeah. it's going to kick in where I'm going to be like, I'm an adult, bro. Like it's just, it hasn't kicked in. And yeah. I feel like I'm 36 and I wonder if, am I 36? Yeah. I think I, I just turned 36 in a <laughs> Um, I don't even, it doesn't even matter anymore yeah, at this point, matter. but like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. But yeah, I wonder it hasn't kicked in yet. I have three kids mm -hmm. and, um, I still, I don't know. Like even my wife says that she's got four kids because, you know, she adds me in there as a kid and I don't always act like a kid. I mean, I do do adult things. It's just internally, like in my mind, I don't feel grown up. Like there's people that I look at, like every once in a while I see, I'm like, that's a grown up. Like that's, that's yeah. a grown up right there. Like that person, <laughs> they've got it together. They've got, and I don't know what it is. If it's a, uh, if it's career oriented, like, I don't, I don't know what it yeah. is in me. That's, that makes me say like that person's a true grown up. It might be a maturity level yeah. kind of thing, or it might be a few different factors, but, uh, I don't really feel that way. I'm just curious, like, um, <laughs> if you, uh, how, how, how that works in your mind, <laughs> dude, if you were to tell me you're actually 17, I would believe you. Yeah. I, I so don't feel, right. <laughs> I don't feel any older. Um, I think there's like, like, uh, certain things that happen, uh, maybe not on the daily, but on the weekly that just are like a blunt reminder that I'm not a teenager anymore. And it's usually right, when I'm seeing right. teenagers and realizing that I have nothing in common with these people. And, mm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I find myself doing like the old man, like, ah, I hate this music and I, 
they're, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. doing this thing with technology tiktok what the heck is that you know um and i i catch myself doing that <laughs> i've also like like i've started taking to certain like adult activities uh-huh. that i that definitely would not have interested me interested me when i was younger um so like those are kind of like reminders like yeah you're you're getting you're getting older <laughs> right <laughs> you, you like right. this now you appreciate this now you can take your time you know uh it's and that's that's very different from how i approached life younger in my younger days you know so yeah sure <laughs> i i just i just had a thought i wonder i wonder if there's something about like when we were born like the fact that we're millennials and we had the turn of the century kind of thing uh well turn of the millennium kind of thing like like so the, yeah. the the thing that makes me feel old is when i realize that somebody born in the year 2000 is 22 years old today mm-hmm. like that blows yeah. my mind because when i think of the 90s i still feel like that wasn't that long ago and that's when i grew up right. and so there's mm-hmm. this kind of thing in my mind of we're not that far removed but that's like 20 five years ago you know what i mean right. like w- when i think about the 90s it's a long yeah. time ago but mm-hmm. it, but in my mind that hasn't happened I, maybe maybe something did happen on y2k and it just like yeah something went off in my mind yeah. i don't know man but <laughs> no, I, that's agree, got I agree to do with, with that yeah i agree with that i find myself like removing 10 years from the date a lot of times like when i'm telling stories i'll be like yeah this happened in you know 2004 or 2005 and they're like wait a second really Oh, no, no. 2014, 2015. Like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's like I just take 10 years out and I refuse to admit that it happened. Um, But yeah, I I don't know what what leads to that. But I think it is interesting that like we uh, experienced life before like the Internet, at least a short time before the Internet. Yeah. Before computers were like a household item uh, before smartphones. But then we are also still like savvy enough. We understand it. We've learned it. You know, it was part of our schooling at some point, you know. So it's a really weird place to be because there's, you know, my kids are growing up and like my son knew how to work the iPad before he was a year old. Like he knew how to swipe and open apps. You know, so it's like kind of wild to think that like, like my grandparents have trouble with touch touch screens. And they can't quite figure out how things work. And my, my three or my, my, well, now he's five. My five-year-old is proficient. Like he knows how to do it, (laughs) you know, and it's just wild to think about that. You know, it's just, you know, what you're raised in. It's like, um, you've always had access to it. So you don't know anything different, you know? And, uh, it's, yeah. It is crazy how much technology changes our lives. Um, how much it's affected, the everything about people like the way that we of course the way like, I mean, the way that we're communicating right now yeah, is an right. example of that but yeah. like everything man our our attention spans the way that we learn i've been just finding out recently because like i've written a couple books and i've got like a couple more that are well a few more that are in various stages of <laughs> of production but uh just this whole like right now i feel like um everybody has switched over to listen not everybody but some people have switched over to listening to audiobooks so now i'm like okay i've got to get these audio books out and you know i've got to i've got to do that kind of thing because um it's and i think it's an attention span thing i think if people would rather listen for 20 minutes to something on their way to 
work or on their way to do something do people even mm-hmm. work anymore I, I don't even know man it's like I, I think everybody's working from home now people are I don't know, man, but it's just... in the metaverse that's all i'm hearing about that exactly base. dude exactly <laughs> exactly it's wild yeah man, man. like metaverse yeah. um metaverse churches metaverse there's like this metaverse uh casino in decentraland where like you can go you can get a job there as a human yeah. like you can that's work crazy, in the met- it's, it's that's so nuts crazy. dude <laughs> I do love it though. Have, do you have an Oculus or have you have you done any of that virtual reality? I have stuff? never used an Oculus or its equivalent. I've never, I've never, I've never done it yet. Okay, it's pretty. I'm not opposed blind. to it or anything, but like I just have not. Yeah, my uh, my brother uh, kind of got me into it, and uh, he um, we we purchased one for my dad, and then I got one for Christmas, and it was actually it was pretty incredible because. So, you know, when COVID happened, everything locked down. And at some point, like we weren't even really supposed to be traveling like out of state and stuff like they blocked off. Like so my parents live in Pennsylvania and uh, I wasn't we weren't even allowed technically to cross state lines, which is insane that that ever mm. happened. But thinking back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we all so the three of us, um, my brother, my dad and I all had this Oculus system and um, we were like um bowling together and golf like going mini golfing and like and it was just like i guess it was really the timing for me that that it was so cool Mm -hmm. because like we couldn't see each other physically or do anything physically but we could still hang out and you hear their voices like they're right next to you you see an avatar that it's not quite as good as the real thing but it's good enough where you feel like there's someone next to you like in this virtual realm and uh it's pretty cool man it's uh it's been fun yeah, man. Um, real quick, I'm gonna come back to that in a second. Can yeah. I take 20 seconds? I'm gonna go peek at my daughter <laughs> and bet. make sure she's still sleeping. <laughs> I'll be right back. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I can still hear you, by the way. Oh, awesome. Should I just keep talking? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I realize you couldn't hear me. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. Um yeah, man. And so, and so she's, she's doing good. She's okay. okay. Everybody. But, awesome. but yeah, so there's this, um, <laughs> there, there is something so, so cool about that where again, like I haven't really had those experiences yet, but it's something that I've, I've had some conversations on the podcast, um, about because I'm, I'm interested in where things are going. I mean, it's obviously already, I mean, social media, for example, is the, it's the current state of the internet. It has been for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, it's really the hinge of, the world right i mean yeah. it started to to blow my mind it used to make me so mad i don't know why it, it just it made me mad like a number of years ago when i started to see like oh donald trump tweeted this or so and so said this i'm like who cares it's twitter like what is the <laughs> big deal but that's the way that life is governed at this yeah. point it's like what's on your twitter feed what's on your instagram feed and it's like that that really does dictate and that's how people communicate and express themselves like I, it used to bother me, man. Like when somebody would tweet something and then that would become news. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's something, it's 140 characters. You know what I mean? Like what, right. <laughs> like, why is this a big deal? Why do you put so much stock into what celebrities and people are tweeting? Mm-hmm. But, but it, it really, I just didn't get it at the time, but yeah. you know, it's, it's become the state of communication in, yeah. in a, in a very real sense, you know? Yeah. And that's shifting to something that is more immersive, like what you're talking about with the metaverse. And I just think 
you know, we could we could talk about, you know, potential negatives and things all day long. But there is something about, you know, if you and I were having this conversation, but we were sitting across a table from each other in some virtual world, I feel like that would be enhanced for mm -hmm. sure than us like talking into a computer screen right. where we're able to, you know, kind of have that more real not 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 as real as being in a coffee shop together in real life maybe right. but we're however many you know 1200 miles away from each other or however many miles away we are mm -hmm. and uh to where if we were able to have this conversation in a which we could i mean we yeah. could i just i don't have a the, the gear for <laughs> it or whatever but we could people yeah. do it yeah but you know what i mean where we could be sitting next, and you you might look cartoony or whatever but i feel like after 10 minutes of talking that would probably begin to fade from my mind and I would feel like I'm having a cool conversation with Tim. You know what yeah. I mean? So I feel like it could super enhance things. Coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. And I think, um, you know, right now, like the state of like the virtual realm, it still leaves your imagination to kind of like connect the dots a little bit. True. Um, which is why, like, even though you're seeing an avatar, after a few minutes, you kind of get used to it. And it's kind of like you feel like you're actually, you know, like actually my memories of like playing golf or bowling with people, I don't picture avatars. I picture them because my brain like connected the dots, you know, it's cool. so it's, but at some point, cool. I mean, they're just doing some crazy advancements where they can actually start programming, you know, actual like facial, um, uh, what do they call it? Facial mapping where they can put yeah. the person's face in virtual reality and it maps exactly how, you know, their face is moving. So then you, there's no loss of, uh, uh, like communication, like, because there's a lot that happens when you're expressing something through your facial expressions, you know? Um, yeah. so I, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. I think there are some people that are, uh, you know, against the growth of technology. There's always going to be those people, but I think it's just going to be easier for anyone to just kind of accept what's happening and try their best to to keep up with it and to you know like hey if you don't want to play a game the oculus no worries like no one's going to fault you for it yeah. but where you start to see the future going it's like well it's going to be harder for you to to really keep up with where the world is potentially going because at some point there are yeah. going to be employers that are going to say mm -hmm. this is a this is a metaverse job yeah. <laughs> there's no physical position for this so if you want the job you have to be able to access the metaverse it's no longer do you have a car to get to work it's do you have an oculus quest to get to work <laughs> yeah know? man which is crazy to think about but you know it is but yeah. the way gas prices are bro i, I wouldn't be yeah. i wouldn't be opposed to that today <laughs> hey i'm with you there you know man. what i'm saying yeah 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 it's i spent uh, over 100 bucks last week not fun yeah, I've been driving to uh, Florida um, a couple one, once or twice a week um, for, mm -hmm. you know, pretty consistently for a while for 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 work. And it's not that far. Like I'm in I'm fairly close to the Florida panhandle, um, but okay. it's uh, it's I go through a tank of gas pretty quick. And anyway, yeah, it's all it's, it's crazy. Um, yeah. I was actually on my way to a question uh, when I asked you about the adulting thing of, you know, whether or not you feel like a grown up. I was on yeah, my way to a question and, and we went, we, uh, <laughs> we, we bunny trailed. No, man, no, it's, it's cool. I actually want to, I want to keep going, but I'm trying to decide which way I want to go <laughs> right now. <laughs> I hear um, yeah, but um, yeah, I'm j just curious, like with, 
um, obviously growing up and whether you feel like it or not, but growing up and becoming an adult and, you know, having a career, getting married and, and having kids and all this stuff. How do you feel like your, your life has shifted just in terms of your mindset, your outlook on life, your priorities, things like that? How do you feel like things have um, shifted for you even just over the past few years of like, be particularly becoming a father? I feel like, I don't know if yeah. you would agree with this or not, but I feel like for me, that's when my life probably took its most drastic shift that it has, ever has as far as my mindset. Because yeah. I used to do a lot of stupid things when I was younger. But yeah. when I started to realize there's people that depend on me now, I started to kind of look at and uh, not that I didn't value, I valued my life, but I mean, I didn't value my safety as much, I think, mm -hmm. and certain things that I, I just kind of, it, it caused me to reevaluate the way that I approach certain aspects of life. Just curious, you know, how things yeah. have, you know, maybe shifted in that area for you over the past few years or several years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I agree with you 100% on that. Um, it's, uh, I think it, it, um, like, I, I didn't think I was a selfish person <laughs> prior mm. to getting married or to having kids, but I realize now how selfish of a person I was. Uh, and I well. think that's, that's the biggest thing for me is like, um, it was like, um, so I got married and all of a sudden my life wasn't just about me and that was a little disruptive, but it was fine. Cause it was like us against the world. We can still have fun doing the stuff that we've enjoyed doing. It's like, you know, there was no you know, uh, no restraints really. And then, yeah. um, having kids all of a sudden, it's like, even, even when you're, when you have like childcare and you're out somewhere or you have a night out, like, like I remember the first time I like spent a night away from my, my son and my wife it was like a bachelor party. <clears throat> and even though I knew like they're okay, everything's taken care of. I still couldn't fully like relax because i'm still responsible for my kid mm. you know and that's yeah. like my wife and i talk mm -hmm. about that sometimes we'll go out go out on date night and um like part of us is just like let's go out like after dinner and have some drinks and like you know whatever but in the back of our mind it's like but we got the kids and they need to go to bed and like we can't mm -hmm. push them later because we have a, a day tomorrow you know it's like so there's yeah. always now because of the kids and it's not a bad thing but there's this uh, this constant reminder of like you're responsible for somebody else. This is you know yeah. don't want to disrupt their bedtime because that's gonna affect your week. You know as opposed to <laughs> uh, we might be a little hungover tomorrow. Like <laughs> you know it's just a different way of thinking completely. You know it's um <laughs> we gotta get home to get the kids to bed, not because we need to sleep and have a you know it's whatever. It's um yeah. so that's been the biggest change for me is just um you know. I've learned to think of everyone else before myself um, in many cases, not all cases, but you know, I, I yeah. have um, there's, there are things that are top priority and it's, you know, it's family, it's work, it's cooking, cleaning, all of those things come before music, which at one point in my life was number one. It yeah. was, you know, what I spent my time doing, it was top priority. I didn't do that I didn't I didn't hit my goal for the day um, mm. whereas now my priorities have shifted um, and I've talked about this before but like um, music was my 
it was more than a passion. It, it felt like it was my, um, how do I put this? It was my, like my reason for being, it was my purpose, you know, that was music mm. for me. And so yeah. when I got married, all of a sudden music was a calling. It was still a passion, but it wasn't my purpose. My wife was, is now my purpose. If I am, mm. uh, if I'm fulfilling my duties as a husband, then I'm fulfilling my purpose. Music well. is aside. And then just kind of well escalated with kids you know it's like these people are my purpose if i'm a be if i'm being a good husband and a good father i'm fulfilling my purpose everything else doesn't matter that's my that's my purpose um i can still love drums i can still love music I can still be a passion of mine um but if i am letting these other things fail then i'm actually failing at my purpose <laughs> so that was a big wow. thing that like dawned on me actually through prayer, believe it or not, um, where it was just kind of put into perspective for me. And, and um, so that's helped me a lot in life, just, you know, being able to prioritize and, and understand that, like, I cannot uh, drop the ball on this. This is my purpose. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, man, that's that's beautiful. It's heavy. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that though. And, and, uh, I think that that's really real. And I, I think that, yeah, I would have to, I'd have to say the same thing. I mean, I, I think that the, the way, I don't know, like when I, when I think back to the way that my mind used to work, uh, back then, as opposed to now, it's, it's very different. In, in other words, pre, pre kids <laughs> to now, I mean, obviously I've, I was, I was, basically a kid myself before I had kids, I guess you could say. So, so I think that's a normal progression anyway, but, uh, but yeah, man, that, um, that selfishness, that sort of like focused on, on, uh, on me and, you know, my world and my needs and stuff like that, those things really, um, tend to become way less important, yeah. you know, when you have people to take care of. It's funny because my wife and I will, if we, when we get a chance to go away somewhere, if we go away for a couple days, you know, or like a weekend or something like that, and somebody's watching the kids, it's so funny, man, because we'll be like a day into it and I'll be missing my kids. Like, I'll just, yeah, <laughs> I know you can't even, I'll, I'll still be experience. happy that I'm away and I'm with my wife, <laughs> but like, but there's this thing in my, but you know, my wife and I, we gradually see ourselves, wonder what the kids are doing right now. We can yeah. kind of like start mm -hmm. going back into that thing. And it's like there's such a there's such a big part of me. My my um my senior pastor, he always uh makes fun of me for it because I was on a ministry trip and this was, I think, it was a number of years ago. Uh, no, I think I did have two kids at the time, but I was on a ministry trip and it was about a week long. And by like the fifth or sixth day, he just he was just telling me like he was he started to notice that I was just not in it. Like I just yeah. wasn't wasn't as in it as I was and I was just ready to go home and uh you know he, he makes fun of me for it because he's like you can't even get be away from your kids for a week yeah. but it's like no man it's hard it's yeah. hard I know I know there's there's times when I've had to do that and I will have to continue to do that yeah. um you know we were away from the longest I've ever been away from my kids we did a mission trip that was about two weeks it was yeah. 12 or 13 days and um it's rough man it's, <laughs> Dude, I mean, I, I know there's people that get away that have to, they have yeah. jobs that keep them away from their kids for, for yeah. way longer than that, you know, it's especially people yeah. in the military and, you mm -hmm. know, things like that, where it's just, you know, I, I can't even imagine. Um, but, 
but yeah, it's, it's tough. But yeah, what you're saying about priorities there is, is huge. I think, I think it's innate. Like what you just hit on, I think is like, like, so they say like, like psych psychologically, um, like when, when a baby is born, they, in a lot of, a lot of cases will look like the father a little bit more when they're first born. Mm -hmm. And that is like a subtle thing of like, okay, well, you weren't growing inside of me. I have no physical connection to you. But as right. soon as you see, oh, you look like me, then there's that like you're mine, uh, you know. And so it's like a psychological thing that that happens between like a newborn and a father. And I think mm. that there's that innate thing just in parents in general. As you go, like when you're like missing your kids after a week, uh, it's like, like it's part of us. It's like something yeah. that God like constructed in the very fabric of our being as parents like this is how you're supposed to feel when you're away from your kids especially in their time of need like i think at some point down the road we'll all get to the point where of course we'll still miss our kids we'll still think about our kids often but once they become a little bit more independent there's probably that slightly painful detachment period which i am nowhere near yet but Neither mm. of us are, but there's that painful, slight detachment period where you start to butt heads a little bit. You don't agree on everything anymore. They start to become right. a little bit more independent. And that is like, uh, like a natural, like ripping the bandaid off kind of like, yeah. like, okay, I, I don't need to be as concerned with your well being because you're a responsible person. You can take care of yourself. Yeah. And, um, but I think up until that point, there's that innate, like, I miss my kids. Like, where are they? Like, I need them yeah. close to me, <laughs> you know, Yeah. wondering how they're doing, <laughs> texting the babysitter. Yeah. Hey, are the kids okay? Like 15 <laughs> minutes after you leave. <laughs> yeah, man. That's interesting the way you said that. Um, it's, I have an 11 year old and uh, it's crazy, man. I have an 11 year old and a seven year old and we have a two month old. So we were out yeah. of the baby game for so many years and back now we're just all the way back in it. And yeah. it's so crazy, man. But it's it's just so, first of all, um, so my first two are boys and my our newest is a, is a girl. And even that just feels different. Like being yeah. a father of a, of a daughter just feels, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. But that, I feel like, has changed me a lot. Yeah. You know? Um, I love that. I don't yeah. know if you've ever dealt with this or not. I, I, I still struggle with it. I think I'm sure I do. Uh, but at the beginning, after my first son was born, my wife and I were actually, uh, we were on the, on the mission field in, in Mexico at the time when our first son was born okay. and God actually confronted me, um, one day and let me know that, uh, I was, there was an area of my life that I was holding back from him. And it was trusting him with my family. And it was this feeling as a husband, as a father, it was this feeling that I have to be their protector and I have to be their provider and I yeah. this and I that. And obviously, you know, it's not something physical where it's like me, like even I wasn't even conscious of it, really, of like it wasn't this thing of like, like, no, God, I'm the you know, it wasn't that. But but God revealed something to me in my heart. And he was like, there's this area of your life where you've got fear. There's this area of your life where you're um, really, you know, you're terrified of something maybe bad happening to them or whatever. And so in the back of your mind, you've got this thing where you're holding on to them so tightly, feeling like it's all on you to be their protector and to be their provider and to make sure nothing happens to them. Mm -hmm. And God says, I want that. 
I want that part of your heart. I want that part of your thinking to change. And I want you to trust me with your family. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, it was that not in so many words, as far as the way that I heard it from God, the way that, but that's what I understood. You know what I mean? Yeah, like sometimes yeah. I, I feel like God spoke, God spoke to me. Download of understanding. Exactly, of exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But what it felt like was, um, pretty intense. It, it felt like the way that I've described it to people is it felt like one of those things where like your dad kind of grabs you by the yeah. collar and says, look, like we need to have mm -hmm. a real conversation. And it was yeah. like, you know what I mean? It was one of those mm -hmm. kinds of things and loving, but stern. Yeah. <laughs> if right. I, if that yeah. makes sense. And, uh, and that was hard, man. That was hard for me to, to make that shift in my mind. I'm sure I'm absolutely 1000% positive. I do not, I've not yeah. arrived in that area. And that was more than 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, but something began to shift in my mind. Um, but bro, like after that happened, I stayed like in my mind, in my heart, I distanced myself from God for a good, like six or seven days. Mm. And I was just afraid of him and I didn't want to give up that part of my life because it yeah. was just something that I was as a dad and as a you know husband I was just unwilling to trust God with that area of my life I don't know right. you know what I mean I don't know if it was a pride probably a bunch of things going on there but um but yeah we can we can take that thing which I think ultimately stems from a good place it's a place of love and it's a place yeah. of I want what's best for them but we can tweak it and twist it and pervert it really in a way where it, we take it outside of the Lordship of Jesus in our lives. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's what I did. And it got to kind of a, a nasty place where for me, I just felt like this is all on me and I'm the one that has to be their provider and protector. Yeah. And there, there's an element, you know what I mean? Where, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm going to protect my kids and all that. I'm not saying you give that up, but sure. where ultimately it's like the weight of this is on God. Yeah. So I hope I don't sidetrack this conversation with my response it's all good bro <laughs> i just i'm just thinking about this while you're talking and and uh it's funny how so i i full like wholeheartedly believe that a big part of life at least uh in christianity is uh is about surrender um mm. but as i'm hearing you say that i can relate to that for sure but at the same time i'm thinking like well why would god want want us to do that like what mm. is it about god saying I, you need to give that to me. Look, look here, give that to me. That's not mm. yours to hold. Why would he do that? And I'm like thinking like, of I was just like having a flashback almost of like all of these times that I've been forced to surrender something in my life to God. And it's always uncomfortable. It's always a little painful. It's always hard. Um, and I rarely ever understand the reasoning behind it at the time. But the reason God requires us to surrender these things, it's not because he is uh, almighty and knows best and whatever excuses you want to throw at it. It's because we're not supposed to be carrying that around. He doesn't mm -hmm. want us to be held down. He doesn't want us to be yes. burdened by it. So like, yeah. I'm like hearing you say this and I'm like, well, God is saying, give that to me because he sees you like crouching over with this big burden on your back absolutely and like you need to carry this thing around and like he's like you could live a much better life if you just give that to me <laughs> like absolutely <laughs> and it doesn't come across that way i think about all the conversations i have with my five-year-old who pushes back on everything i say starting mm. to say no a lot more and uh man if you want to push my buttons 
uh, <laughs> my authoritative buttons. Uh, <laughs> yeah, bro. but like I and I think he doesn't understand that like I am telling him to do this because I don't want him to get hurt or I want his life to be better or there's no like I'm saying this because I'm dad and I know best and I want you to submit to me. Yeah. Like that's not the place I'm coming from. But when I'm stern with him, I'm telling him something that I hope will actually better his life that will teach mm. him something that will help him grow or like you know if he's asking me for an extra large piece of candy or that lollipop right before bed i'm not telling him no because i don't want him to enjoy it or because i don't want him to to have fun or to eat that sure. lollipop it's because dude you're about to go to bed and yeah. you're not going to fall asleep if you have this sugar or you're going to damage your teeth you you just got your teeth brushed you can't have candy now right. you know like it's not like and so I don't know why as a father, I'm, le I'm learning a lot more about God as a father, I should say. Yes. But, but I think, uh, I think that, um, I don't know why I always question God when he says things like that, because it's like, mm. no God, oh, I don't need to give that to you. That's mine. But he's just saying, give it to me. Cause I don't want, I don't want you to have to carry that around. Like there's no reason for you to carry that. So anyway, mm. total, total tangent, but <laughs> no, man, cool. no, it fits. It fits. Yeah. We, we were just talking about this. Uh, well, we've done, been doing this Bible study series on the battlefield of the mind. My, my wife mm. was, was leading it and she wrote the outline for it and stuff. And, uh, one of the things that came up last night as we were concluding the study was that the, a lot of times we talk about the battlefield of the mind. We talk about, you know, carnal mindedness and these things like we can relate that to so many obvious things like, pornography or like mm. you know like we, we can yeah. relate that to, to so many you know very obvious things but where i think we miss it more often than not is like it's just thinking like less than the way that god thinks you know it's mm -hmm. it's when i when i put my sort of humanistic thought patterns or tendencies that are based on the world they're based on protecting myself and there's like inherently there's pride associated with that and yeah. these different things. When I when I try to put that onto God or onto my relationship with God or my relationships with people or whatever, then, yeah, like I'm going to get into a place where, as you said, it's. It's just living with less or it's living with burden and weight on yourself yeah. that you're not meant to carry. And it's something that God wants to carry for you. Yeah. He wants to take that weight and that pressure off you so that you're free to love him and to love others which is you know again yeah. if i'm if i'm so focused on doing god's job right like if i'm trying to do god's job for him things that he wants to carry for me but i'm taking it that weight and that burden on myself then i'm way less free to love him effectively and to love other people right. effectively which is you know ultimately what i'm called to do correct so yeah well i mean you look at like the laws you know i mean we literally asked for them Moses went up to the, right. the mountain and asked for what are the laws? Um, and I, I actually like to interpret it a little bit differently because that always confused me. It was like, why would anyone ask somebody, ask God for laws that now hold you down, that bind you? There's no reason for that. But I like to think of Moses' conversation as like, God, how can we better our lives? What steps do we have to take for us mm. to live a better life? And, the, and these laws, and if you look at them, it's like these are the things to follow in order to have to live a, a good life, to have a good life, not to be yeah. good, but to have a good life. And that's been so skewed, I think, in mm. how we've interpreted 
the scripture. Absolutely. Um, and we put so much weight on the law and so much like we have to follow this to a T. No one can follow the law. <laughs> we are not able to it. Like we're, we are going to break the law. Like it is just it, it's what happens. And that's what absolutely. That's why grace is so powerful, at least Amazing. to me. Like it's that's yes. that's for me. It's like, oh, geez. Well, that's why there's <laughs> but so it's not like and grace doesn't mean you shouldn't try to follow the law. But ultimately, you should try to follow the law because it's going to give you a better life. And that's mm. it. It's not yeah. because you're separating yourself from God. It's because this is for you. <laughs> These laws are for yeah. you. You asked for them. Here they are. You know, um, so it's just it's like, a, yeah, crazy revelation. It's changing the way that you think. You know, it's it's uh, <laughs> putting priorities in different places, you know. Yeah, man. Well, Tim, brother, I uh, we're up against the clock here, and I yeah. and uh, so we got we got to wrap it up. But I yeah. this was fun. This was a lot was. of fun. I appreciate you for coming on. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, this was a blast, man. Anytime. Yeah, brother. Yeah, I would love to do it again for sure. Um, yeah. Real quick before we wrap it up, could you um, just again just remind people about the podcast and if you want to about uh, about the music and just yeah. how they can find those things and if there's anything else you want to throw in there too, sure, <laughs> feel free. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I do, I coast, I co-host a podcast called Holy Ghost Notes. Um, it's pretty much on every streaming service, uh, available. Um, Spotify, iTunes are probably the most popular. Um, and we just talk about drums and faith and, um, sometimes we'll bring, uh, some guests on usually, uh, they're, uh, you know, prominent drummers in the industry. Um, it's always a good conversation and that's pretty much what it is in its entirety. It's just a conversation. That's all we ever do. Just talk and, yeah. uh, and have fun. Um, so you can check that out. Um, my music though, there's not much of it up there. Uh, you can find what I have done. I think there's like maybe two songs, um, and they're both very different from each other. Uh, but you can okay. check out it's uh, Tim son of Ander, uh, like Tim comma son of Ander, A N D E R just to play on my name, Tim Anderson. Play on your last name. Yeah, yes. that's really, pretty much all it is. Super nerdy. But it sounds very uh, medieval. <laughs> yeah, it sounds medieval. I think it's cool. Um, but yeah, that's I. it's really not a band or, or anything. It's just kind of like a, what I what I decided to go with. It's my handle on all my social media platforms and stuff. So Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, there's a couple songs up there. Other than that, yeah, I'm just, I'm just chilling, living life, hanging out with my family, working hard, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, thanks again, man. I appreciate you. Appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, man, take my it easy. Pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. My pleasure. Thanks everybody for checking out the episode. You guys are the best. Have a good one. See you next time.